Friends, in a few minutes, we will sing, All is Calm. Uh, friends, thank you for creating a note of calm and peace, especially in the thick of what can be such a hectic time. Friends, welcome to our Christmas Eve service here at 6 p.m. Welcome to those of you in this room, those of you in Memorial Chapel, those who fill Francis Chapel and uh, Jubilee Hall, and people joining us online. It's good to worship God together. Somebody was annoyed uh, that there were so many people here. Uh, my only response is, what if no one came? What if no one came? You've come, and it means so much. So friends, welcome uh, to our service. Uh, let us be in an attitude of worship. Please join in a responsive reading as we light the first candle. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of, of deep darkness, on them has light shined.
You may be seated. I invite you to join me with our opening prayer, which is found in our bulletin. O oh God, our Father, you have brought us again to the glad season when we celebrate the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant that his spirit may be born anew in our hearts this night, and that we may joyfully welcome him to reign over us. Open our ears that we may hear again the angelic chorus of old. Open our lips that we too may sing with uplifted hearts. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our first reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Canerius was the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. 
Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem in Judea. They replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out that, they, 
from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. When they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. I love that our uh, amazing, stunning music tonight was provided by children of our church who've grown up here. I love that the parts are being played in the story by children. I love that the art in our bulletin is by children. Christmas is about children. It's about God becoming a child. It's about children awakening joy and hope in older people who sometimes get a little bit uh, cynical and weary. Children have, this is sort of their uh, cool thing and their drawback, right? They have thus far in life largely been sheltered from the emotions that are to come. They do not yet know loss and grief and divisions and sorrow, maybe relief. <laughs> All those things that uh, come over time, they have been uh, sheltered from all of that, except you aren't really sheltered, right? Even as a child, things happen. When I was 10 years old, uh, I'd become obsessed with uh, the singing duo Simon and Garfunkel, and they had a new song, and I was listening to it on the radio. 
and they were singing Silent Night, and they had such wonderful voices, but they were singing Silent Night, but then this noise came on the recording, and it was the 7 o'clock news that was gradually drowning out their beautiful chorus of all is calm, all is bright. There was a war in Vietnam. There were all kinds of things drowning out the beauty of the 7 o'clock news. I've been receiving greetings all day from, I feel so fortunate, from friends that I've made around the world traveling in mission. One came to me from a woman in Lithuania. Very dear friend, she has been, I, I sent her some of your money. You didn't ask me to, but you can thank me later. I sent her your money because she was sheltering Ukrainian refugees, and she still has them. She has a great number of children who were there. They produced they produced a video and she sent it to me, and it's of children standing in the ruins of bombed out buildings in Ukraine, and they're singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas, and I'll be home for Christmas, singing it in that location. Uh, there's family wreckage as well. Uh, broke my heart. I talked to a little boy earlier tonight. He didn't seem as happy and chipper as all the other children. He said, uh, my parents don't want to live together any longer here at Christmas. And of course, uh, everyone knows what's going on in Gaza. Everyone knows. Hard to think about it. It's uh, drawing toward dawn there. Hard to live through another day. I have friends there, uh, Jewish friends, who wish me Merry Christmas earlier today who have attended two funerals of close friends of theirs who were killed in the initial attacks by Hamas. Terrible tragedy, 1,200 people died in that, and they counted the children, 36 children. How many children is too many? One. 36 children. Of course, the news is worse now. The response to this has been... Uh, uh, what, improportional, right? 20,000 have been killed in Gaza, and at the latest count, 8,000 children. Children. My friend and pastor Kate Murphy wrote these words, how can we sing lullabies celebrating the birth of a Jewish-Palestinian child while bombs fall on the rubble of Gaza? How can we sing about the quiet calm of a little town of Bethlehem while soldiers carry out raids in that very town today, how can we dare to sing of a silent night knowing that no child in Gaza can possibly sleep in heavenly peace? It's always that way, though not just this year. We sing silent night. We speak, sing of joy to the world. But it's a world that is always broken. There is a, I hope you hear it, there is a defiant note to our singing. There is a hopeful note to our singing. When we raise the candles, a lot of people say, oh, that's so pretty, and it is most certainly pretty, but I want you to think of it tonight as an act of defiance. There is light in the darkness. I mean, a child coming to be born, that's God's way to fix the mess that the world is in, Madeline Lingle wrote. That was no time for a child to be born with earth betrayed by war and hate. In a land in the crushing grip of Rome, honor and truth were trampled by scorn. Yet here did the Savior make his home. When is the time for love to be born? The end is full on planet Earth. Yet love still takes the risk of birth. 
If you come to this world, it's risky. If you ever love somebody, it's really risky. <laughs> it's the great risk, but yet it's our only hope, right? It's the only thing worth hoping for. Every now and then love uh, sticks out its head and you have a flash of recognition and you think love really is the answer during <laughs> World War I. I love this. Uh, Christmas dawn, the sides were arrayed across no man's land and, and it came Christmas morning. They'd been shelling the daylights out of each other and then somebody lobbed a, a cake across no man's land. The other guys lobbed a bottle of rum back. They started exchanging sex gifts, and pretty soon they came and they met in the middle and they sang Silent Night in German and in French and in English. Uh, the generals uh, were very unhappy about this. They said, you shouldn't do this. It discourages the fighting spirit in the ranks. But love peeked out its head. Uh, second time love peaked out its head uh, when the uh, Ukrainian war first began. It was just devastating, and part of the virtue of being a United Methodist is I could immediately phone the bishop over there, and he put us in touch with a church on the border, on the Polish border, and they began to welcome uh, Ukrainian refugees. And I think it was the second night when a busload pulled in, <laughs> a woman from Ukraine got off. She was very, very, very pregnant. And she walked into our Methodist church in Peshemish and gave birth to a child. Love takes the risk of birth. I think about Lisa's uh, dad. You see, the thing that uh, children don't know yet is what Dr. Eon Kim talked about in his sermon earlier today, is for so many people, this is the first Christmas the first Christmas without my spouse. It's the first Christmas without my mother. It's the first Christmas without a job. It's my first Christmas fill in the blank, although I should add, often it can be the 19th Christmas without someone you love and the ache is still there. This is our first Christmas without Lisa's dad. Don't pity me or us. I get it. We're sad that he is not here and we will not see him tomorrow, but yet we are so grateful, so lucky that there was so much love that we hurt today, but there was so much love. You see how that works? Like love takes the risk. It's the only thing worth hoping for. And then I do think about this. We'll have Holy Communion later on, and I'm going to think about uh, my grandfather, Papa Howells. Some, one of my cousins found an old photo of him and sent it to me. It was great to see him again. <laughs> we would always go to his house for Christmas. It was just the greatest thing in the world, and I dreaded the day. I remember one year as a little boy, I was sitting under the tree. I knew my dad was packing the car, but I wasn't paying any attention to him at all, sort of in denial. <laughs> Finally, he came and tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, Son, let's go. Christmas is over. And those words were like a knife plunged in my gut. Christmas is over. We got in the car. Papa Howell always had this ritual. Every time we would visit him and we would leave, we'd get in the car, we'd back out of the driveway, we'd start down 3rd Street in Oakboro, North Carolina. And he would, as if he had forgotten something, come running out toward the car. Wait, wait, wait. And my sister and I would roll down the windows in the back. <laughs> and he would reach his hand in, and we would open our hands, and he would drop in each of our hands a 50-cent piece. He was not giving us money. 
and I never spent those 50-cent pieces. What he was giving me was himself so I could take him with me when Christmas was over. God gives us a bit of God's self in Jesus. God gives us a bit of God's self in tonight's music. God gives us a bit of God's self in these candles. God gives us a bit of God's self when we gather with so many crowds of people. Some people say Christianity is in free fall. Christianity, churches, they're just almost dead. Well, I'm sorry. We got a crowd of people here who would say otherwise. And I don't know how you feel about God. I'm sure in a crowd like this, the some of you, I see you every Sunday. Some of you believe deeply in God. Some of you, you probably don't believe in God. Some, neighbor, some family member said you got to go to get dinner later. You may be uh, among the many who you just kind of wonder. You're not really sure. I think about the novelist Julian Barnes, who says, I used to believe in God. I don't anymore, but I sure miss him. Maybe we all miss God, and when you look at the lights and it's moving, even though you aren't sure what you believe, it's some dim recollection that God made you in God's image and that you belong to God and that your destiny is never fulfilled until you reach out and accept that love of God and love God back and love God's people back and become part of God's way of combating evil and suffering, terrible things in this world. Love is the only way. We all know this. And so I think uh, earlier, my prayer every year uh, at Christmas Eve is we sang Away in a Manger, but we, we didn't finish it, did we? We sang two stanzas, but we uh, left off the third. If I were a better singing voice, I would sing it, but I'll just say the lines. We sing, Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee there. Let us have this be our prayer tonight, tomorrow night, in all of our lives. Amen. Taylor just reminded me I was not supposed to sit down yet. <laughs> when somebody criticizes my work, I just say, it's harder than it looks. Um, <laughs> we are about to receive the offering, and the Christmas Eve offering does not stay in this building. It goes out to do God's work of love in the world. Tonight's offering will be divided between work that we do with our school partners here in town in some disadvantaged areas. That's a great thing. And then also with our Zoe ministry, which works with orphan children. Uh, in places like Africa, empowering them to get jobs and to grow up and live wonderful lives. Give generously to this offering tonight.
to join our voices as we pray together the prayer that is in our bulletin. God of light and love, shine upon us this Christmas Eve and in the year ahead. Guide us out of darkness and into your joyous light, where shadows are erased, tears are dried, and brokenness is healed by your love. May our lives reflect your glorious love, that others may see your Christmas spirit in us each and every day of our lives. Amen.
I often say I have the uh, best job. I have the funnest job, the most meaningful job. I get to do this. I get to see you on this night. It's a sight that always takes my breath away. So beautiful. And it's the faces that glow more than the candles. It's been the great good fortune of my life. This is my, I can't believe it, 21st Christmas with you. I'm a lucky dog. Gotten to be here so long. Thank you. Uh, and I just want to say on this night uh, to each one of you that um, Lisa and I love you very much, and we wish you a very Merry Christmas. Amen.